Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone and welcome to the What Culture Giving podcast. As you might have noticed, I am not regular host Scott Tilford because he is away for a few weeks enjoying his honeymoon across America, the lucky so-and-so. So unfortunately for you, today you have me joined by the superhero expert Ewan Patterson because mm. we're going to talk about the Avengers project, now just Marvel's Avengers, because it had its grand unveiling at E3 and the dust has finally settled. We've had interviews with developers, we've had big um, off-screen demos being explained to us and it sounds very interesting there's a lot to get our heads around i feel like they didn't show like all that much off in the actual trail that we got and yet there is so much to um sort of chomp on and it's what about uh, uh, so much to chomp on and discuss everything that it says about superhero games in general and where the subgenre is going you and what are your initial thoughts and what did you take away from the trailer the really interesting thing for me from the trailer is that i was fully on board with it i i kind of i what i got up really early i think it must have been the tuesday morning or something I think after so, the yes. in its conference i got up i watched the trailer i was like wow i'm in and then I noticed online that loads of people were kind of pessimistic, not just about the uh, the character designs and the facial animations, which we can get to later on, I'm sure, um, but the way that, that they seem to just withhold gameplay. And I thought they actually had a decent amount of gameplay in that footage. I think that's more a testament to how far along we are in the industry right now. Because I know what you mean. The, 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 the seamless blend between cutscene and gameplay, it was very, very seamless. Like, you know, you have that bit where Thor and Iron Man land on the Golden Gate Bridge, and then you see Thor attack several guys. Yes. That's, that's, that's gameplay. Same with the Hulk bit where he's on the bridge and he kicks that guy off and it looks really fun. Um, my first thoughts were, I'm very optimistic about this, despite not being a fan of games as a service games like Destiny. I've never really, I couldn't really get into it. I thought the grind was real, the, rep- the repetition. Absolutely. Um, but I'm a shill for comic books and superheroes, and I like the idea of being able to just have a proper co-op superhero experience because we've not had that since Arkham came yeah. along. We've not had anything along those lines. The closest was Arkham Origins with the multiplayer that they had in that, which is actually pretty fun. You could play as Batman and Robin and do that sort of thing, but we've never had it where a game really empowered several people yes. to play different characters, and that's what I'm really after, even though I find the Captain America design in this to look like a big old, sat- disappointing loaf of bread. He's particularly frustrated 
Australian. He isn't looks he? like he's going to call the cops on your next barbecue. <laughs> like he <laughs> doesn't. Yeah. Camp cop. I'm I'm, I'm repping my man here. Yeah. It's interesting you should mention the multiplayer thing because mm. I think that's part of one of the major issues that's kind of been miscommunicated by the devs is how much is going to be multiplayer and how much is single player. Because digging into like interviews and stuff, apparently it's going to be way more single player focused than a lot of us were initially led to believe, or at least I was. I was expecting a kind of drop in, drop out, sort of almost Marvel Ultimate Alliance esque mm. sort of system, but apparently that's not the case. Apparently much of the main game anyway is only played in single player with some of the missions being opened up to like friends and stuff which kind of like seems to me like it would make more sense but it seems like they're trying to have a focused cinematic story that keeps it it's going to be so cinematic without sort of sacrificing you Mm. know because if you could just pick any play you want that means like each character has to have sort of like a blank slate you can't sort of go into specific characters for specific missions which they are trying to do so it's kind of it's a difficult way to do it they're trying to have their cake and eat it too in a way which I think but um, for me it's disappointing that it's not going to support local co-op which is, yes. which is frustrating yes. but I kind of I kind of feel like this is a good compromise because then you do get that direct storytelling with the openness of a multiplayer experience I completely agree because again I, I thought the exact same thing as you I thought we'll have the entire game will be played in co-op and each people can have their thing but if you think of the cinematic nature of the story they'll probably want every player to experience each different character and I imagine the way certain missions are structured you'll only have one Avenger for a certain time and then more will join the fray yeah. so I imagine you know they probably thought that along the way and thought well we want everyone to experience the story in one way and then we can save the co-op stuff for the as service elements that will come into play later and to be honest I quite like the idea of hero simulator the idea Mm -hmm. that like you have the main story and then you're just the Avengers afterwards and then you get given different threats as updates kind of reacting to that in a way which is kind of what you would do in the old Spider-Man free roam games like even if you didn't play the main story you just swing around the city as Spider-Man stopping crimes and that was like the closest thing we've had to just like a spontaneous hero simulator, you know, even though you've got this massive story going on at the side, you can just still get up out of your apartment in Queens and then swing around for a bit and just stop random muggings and crimes yeah, and stuff. Man. But if you had that with the added, you know, super villain nature, which they can do with these updates, that kind of takes that power fantasy to the extreme. So again, I think I'm probably a little bit more optimistic about this than most people. That is an interesting way to put it, actually, mm-hmm. because one of because obviously this game is a games as service, mm-hmm. live service, and the developers have promised that they will roll out free content as the months and years go by. Apparently, it's not going to be a big 10-year plan like Destiny, but it will be supported until the inevitable sequel comes mm-hmm. out with, like you said, new installments, new chapters, more story, essentially, which kind of, for me, sounds like a comic book or at least comic book storytelling. I like that they can have, they can give us this sort of self-contained thing, but then carry it on essentially with new issues, like every mm. couple of months or something, as updates and DLC. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting way to tell a story and, like you said, bring in new villains. How substantial that is going to be, I am a little worried about, because mm. how many times before have we been burnt by games as service games promising an epic roadmap and then not delivering at all. Yeah, the worst thing that I could think of now would be like you uh, get an update for the Masters of Evil or whatever and you've got Baron Zemo who's going to be this new villain and then what happens is for a few months there aren't any updates and all you're left to do is face level 20 Baron Zemo or level 50 Baron Zemo yes. and then you're doing that and then you're going back through all the missions to grind your levels to to do a certain thing. I'd really, really hate that. You know what I think this game would benefit from? Come on. Would be some user-created content. I think if you gave players the ability to kind of 
tailor their own scenarios and missions. And you made that a community feature where people can kind of share their own different things, almost in a little big Planet Mario Maker style mm. way. They probably get more out of that, but obviously I don't know how that would factor into the monetized aspects. Because they're saying they're not doing it for story or actual add-on stuff. It's mainly just cosmetics. It's mainly right? just skins yeah. and stuff because there are two sort of different tiers of how you can um, customize your characters. Mm. One is skills and gear, which directly affects stats, and one is literally just costumes, which is great. But come on, guys. Like we, I did this in the chatty faces last week. Give me free costumes. They did say there are, will be options in the uh, base game, but that yeah. like that's the main source of the monetization. I'm anyway, really curious to see if they do something like Injustice Two because even though I was like, yes. I, I, I really want to see classic comic book costumes in this game, I really do think that maybe an Injustice Two, if they want to retain the aesthetic and the the, the kind of the the visual nature of this this game. I think maybe an Injustice 2 style gear system would perhaps benefit. And I know that, that again, that was all microtransaction based mm -hmm. and like loot boxy, but they've said they're not having loot boxes in no this. Loot so boxes, if you were yeah. able to tailor your character bit by bit with different gear, and obviously that's irrespective of stats, that would just be a purely cosmetic thing. You could go into these different scenarios with a hero that really felt like your own. Yes. That's just, again, that's something that I don't even know how they're handling the cosmetic stuff. I'm sure they'll have full on alternate skins, but if they were ever to do a thing where, say, you liked. Uh, the helmet of the baseline Captain America, but you hated the torso and you could change that and swap that in around for bits and bobs. I thought, or maybe even the shield, like, you know, we could have, you know, Captain America had like a laser shield one time yeah. in the comics. Maybe they could do a different thing like that. Maybe you have the World War II shield where it was like a triangle. I, do I don't love know. the World War II shield. Yeah. Man. In Ultimate Alliance, that was the one I always, yeah. always picked. I think that's a really interesting way to go about doing it because obviously we're going to be comparing this game a lot to Spider-Man because that's the mm -hmm. only other entry in the Marvel Gameiverse that we have so far and it did it really well. Mm. But in Spider-Man, obviously you had the distinct costumes that came with um you know their unique powers and stuff yes. i think that made sense for spidey who is more a holistic superhero mm -hmm. you know he has one massive tight that he just pulls on himself but like you said it'd be interesting that for these heroes to mix and match the garb and it would lend itself to a sort of loot system like injustice without the microtransactions mm. hopefully and kind of like god of war which mm. i think it's it sounds very similar in that your character is customized through stats and gear in that game obviously your skills were very important as you learned new moves and they've said that the skill trees for each character will be distinct and unique they said a really they keep saying this really weird thing where they say um they really want the heroes to feel you know individual from each other and mm. play differently and I, and I keep turning to you going i hope so i really hope they would it would feel weird if iron man and black widow felt <laughs> the same to play yeah that's a it's a good point because i guess i mean maybe the thing they're getting at with there is like if with the old ultimate alliance games not to slight them or anything but the only real difference that you had with those characters would be one would be more brawlery yeah the different power they had different kind of reskins of ranged attacks sometimes so i see what they're going for there but yeah kind of it's, it's, it seems almost like self-explanatory at this point to be like well they're all going to play differently yeah. you know um but yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things where i really there is it's so risky because there is so much stuff they could do here where they could get it right yes. it could be one of the for me personally I know people love Destiny and I, love, I know people love those games as a service style models but for me this could be you know the, the first successful games as a service game to realize its premise and if you think about it the more you dwell on the nature of the comic book medium and superheroes specifically it lends itself quite well to that because even mm. though we all love our story-driven linear kind of superhero games like the Arkham series and Spider-Man, there is a point where you're done with them and you're kind of left wondering, 
oh, if only it would let me do that for longer, or if only yes. they supported this in a different way, because the illusion only continues to a certain point. I know you probably have played Spider-Man PS4, finished collecting everything and doing everything, and it's the same type of crimes that keep on happening mm-hmm. over and over again, and it does, that, that, that level of repetition is problematic, and what you kind of want to avoid with a superhero simulator is to make sure that the challenges are constantly innovating in different ways. I fully agree. As much as I loved um, Spider-Man PS4, mm-hmm. one of my favorite games of the generation, in the final hours of that game, potentially my fault, potentially the developers, because I'd finished the main story, I'd finished the main side quests, and I was, like you said, repeating the same crimes over and over again in a way that we've been doing since Spider-Man 2, just mm-hmm. on a larger scale. So this is a more interesting way, I think, of tackling that, because the game's not going to be open world, but it's going to be set across sort of like a bunch of mini open worlds, mm-hmm. so this yeah. is a cool way for them to keep introducing new content for that end game, post game, whatever, to not feel stale. What I do worry about, though, is like you said, it is kind of, it's kind of uncharted territory in a way. We haven't had a superhero game adopt this model ever. For so long, we've all sort of had a grasp on what we thought the superhero genre is. Even back when they were all crappy licensed games, we we knew that they were sort of single player, story driven, sometimes linear, sometimes open world, and we've all stuck to that formula. This is the first one doing something new. The devs did say that, quote, missions have significance, have story significance, sorry, but also allow you to tell your own story. And those are also designed to be replayable, which sounds Mm. a little bit like a Destiny situation in that, or a Division situation, in that you're playing the same or similar missions over and over again to sort of maybe grind out new gear or skills, which uh, for me is a little uninspired, mm-hmm. but I have to see how it works within the context of everything. Because say you can play story modes, story missions from different perspectives, that would mm-hmm. be cool. Like if one time you jumped in it as Hawkeye and saw like how he reacted and like little changes to the story there, or if you played as Iron Man, mm-hmm. that would be cool and maybe extend the end game. That's actually. one of those things actually. It's kind of I, I, in the in the way they, they think about replayability there, because my biggest fear with this game is the grind and repetition. Yeah. And which reminds me of the Lego games where you'd go back and play them in the free I forget what the name was, but you could play them with more than the two assigned characters in the story thing, and there'd be different things in the level that you could do with specific yes, characters. Yeah. If they figured out a way of making that feel more natural, that would be pretty cool. I'm Agreed. really excited about the hub worlds because... The Marvel Universe is so rich, and for the most part, all we've really seen in the games is New York City. I know X-Men Legends and Ultimate Alliance took us to the likes of Genosha and Wakanda and Atlantis, but they were always in a limited capacity. You know, you yeah. never really got to see them fully realized. If this game manages to make you like, you know, go to Wakanda and roam around and go to the city and go all around the areas, you know, maybe they have a mission where you've got to fend off an attack from Claw who's trying to get some Vibranium. Basically, if they can make all these different worlds feel proper and like fully fleshed out and not to the the insane degree that we've seen in Arkham and Spider-Man perhaps, but in a way that makes it feel lived in. Yeah. That would be really cool because I'm banking on them doing Atalan as well because of the old in the Inhumans nods in the trailer. So if they can Hmm. get this, if they can get that down, if it's more than just New York, I'll be very happy. This is actually the thing I'm excited for the most because when um, it was announced that it wasn't just a sandbox, I was kind of relieved. We, we kind of got a taste of that in, weirdly enough, Lego Marvel superheroes where you can yeah. be any superhero you want and go around this version of Un- Un- New York packed to the brim with sort of like Marvel iconography and stuff. And we got that with Spider-Man. They made that so distinct to that character, yet again peppered it in with other sort of um, references and sort of like it felt like a world more superheroes existed in. I'm pleased they're not just like making San Francisco the playable area with mm-hmm. these guys because I feel like you've got such a diverse team and we don't know how many characters are involved yet that it is a great way to just sort of focus on individual aspects and give them their own sort of like time to shine like you said Wakanda that would be awesome to have like yeah. a big mini a big mini open world <laughs> that you could explore freely and like will be 
packed with lore and story and mythology. You know what I would love as well? Come on. And it's kind of going back to the Lego Marvel superheroes thing that they did with the helicarrier where you jump off that and then go into New York. Yes. Kind of maybe like a Splinter Cell Blacklist type situation where you have the helicarrier or the Quinjet and you're in there and that's where, that's main. That's your main hub world where you can enter. I want I want this to go all out with all like the really niche, like irrelevant stuff that Ultimate Alliance had where you ha- we were yeah. in different places, like the trivia section, the different little interactions. I want all of that. I, want I love nice the trivia year. section. Yeah, right. exactly. I felt like validated. It's like, because it gave you so much XP. I was like, yes, reward my my years spent of just doing this. I don't know. It's one of those things where like, if they can make, it's all about immersion and making the world feel lived in. If you don't have that, then there's a massive danger that this game is just like hopping from location to location, fighting the same scenarios, the same kind of AI, AI patterns over and over again with the same heroes. And that's one thing they really want to avoid. I agree. I think um, exactly what you said there. The hub world is will just be great, hopefully, for just sort of like lounging around and yeah. talking to people. Like you yeah. said, Ultimate Alliance, I used to... I, oh, it was X-Men Legends, actually. Just w- like walking around the X-Mansion, yes. yeah. talking to Professor Xavier and just having like a good time and fleshing out characters that at the time I didn't know much about. Mm-hmm. And then I got to learn about like this world and like these heroes. And I thought that was like so cool and an interesting way to break up the, not monotony, but repetitiveness of yeah. the regular game. And the great thing about X-Men Legends as well is you, you did that through the eyes of a new student. So like yes. it was almost like they, they, they expected people to kind of be assaulted by all this new law, but then to kind of take that into account as well. I'd absolutely love it if almost like the having Destiny where you can just like screw around with your mates and like do de- crazy dances and stuff. If you can basically just have a reenactment of that scene from Age of Ultron where everyone's trying to piss about lift up Mjolnir, but you're doing that with your friends and like the thing. And I just again, I want everyone to have. My main, my main hope for this game is I want everyone to have their own hero and to feel satisfied with their own heroic experience because it is so ambitious. It's, you know, like we think of like when Rocksteady did Batman right for the first mm-hmm. time and then Sonic did Spider-Man right. You know, these are all just individual characters that they've spent years and years developing on just singular characters. Yeah. They're juggling so many different figures at this one time or another. And I hope there aren't any repeated animations. I hope everyone feels distinct because it's it's such an ambitious task. Um, it's not just a simple, you know, isometric, this character is big has more like health and does this sort of thing you've got to like make sure the way they move feels right make sure the way they interact with the world feels right and that is so exciting but also really terrifying i can't Absolutely. imagine what they're feeling right many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that 
with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Right yeah, I mean, like like you said, like the Avengers are the biggest property in the world right now. And like you said, it's hard enough to get a single character, right, that both pleases fans and subverts what they want. I mean, Insomniac Spider-Man's like a perfect example. When that first trailer came out, I think everyone was kind of blown away. Mm -hmm. But there was even an issue or worry over like yeah. the new costume, yeah. like the new Which is amazing, spider, by the way. Which is amazing. Yeah. But I was one of those people who initially was like, ooh, what are you Blasphemers. doing, Insomniac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blasphemers. <laughs> but I think they did just such a good job of establishing their own take on um, the universe. And I think we're kind of seeing that with um, the Avengers at the moment. Like you said, a lot of us are sort of a bit iffy on the new character designs, but if they can pull off a strong story with the same amount of confidence and put their own mark on the franchise, I think that's mm -hmm. the most important way to go. Because obviously this is separate from the MCU mm -hmm. and Marvel are trying to create their own gameiverse. How connected that will be across the different releases is yet to be sort of seen, but you need a good core foundation to build off of first. I have a theory about this. Come on, this I wouldn't Because they mentioned at E3 the, uh, the, the, the PS4 would get exclusive content. I think maybe the way they've gotten around or the way Microsoft have gotten around this whole, you know, if these games, if this game is connected to Spider-Man, we are effectively handling, handing Sony free promotion yeah. to, to do their next Spider-Man game because there are going to be more, you know, the, the last one left off with Sony sequel teasers. I do wonder if Spider-Man will be the PS4 exclusive content on the way. Yeah. I do wonder maybe even if he'll play completely different differently um if that would be what sony have got planned for this i think i'd be a masterstroke because yes. like you've basically got this this little bit of dlc that is unattainable for people on the other console which at one end is really really bad but it also makes perfect business sense because you've got the avengers and spider-man Spider but you could only play him on playstation i could definitely see them doing that at some point down the line absolutely which opens up the the door i guess in general to teasing characters or other games in the future like like we've been saying it's a games as service that will be releasing up Updates and DLC. Mm -hmm. Who's who's to say that they won't have like 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 Sony's exclusive stuff won't be Spider-Man? Who's to say that Square Enix's own Guardians of the Galaxy will turn up here first before they get their own Guardians. game? Like it, it, yeah. it could happen. It would be interesting way to sort of see the universe or test the waters without. Because I mean, it's so dangerous and ambitious to come out with. This is the, the this is the Avengers now. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. This is it. Like we can't go back on this. Really, yeah. this is our version of this titular team, and yet. 
it would be a cool way to use the game as a service to sort of potentially, you know, test the waters for a future appearance by other characters. I think if they manage to replicate even half the success of the MCU, you know, you have that need to go and seek out every single film that gets released. Yes. Even if it's got a staggered release, you'll end up watching it at some point because everything, the, the dots connect in, in their own unique ways and they all contribute to the wider narrative. I completely forgot that Square were also doing Guardians of the Galaxy, which we haven't seen officially announced yet, but Shrine no. mentioned it a while back. Could it be possible that maybe one of the DLCs is Guardians of the Galaxy and that leads into a further game? I hope so. But we, we know nothing. Literally, the only story details we have so far is that trailer of, like, they try and set up the West Coast Avengers, um, the Terrigen bomb goes off, and fellow set in the narrator is Kamala Khan, because that's linked mm-hmm. into all that. And then we see Taskmaster is behind it, but I think he's probably working for someone else. And yes. who he's working for, again, it's it, they, they've gotten in... I'm hoping that the story will be even half as good as what Insomniac achieved, because, you know, I think even though we all looked at the faces... For the game and thought, and then also some of the character designs and went, but the the voice acting talent they've got behind it, you know, it it goes without saying, yeah, if (laughs) if they get that down, if they might, it's one of those weird things because they've got to juggle so much. They've got the games as a service and the, you know, they're trying to engage people with the story. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I can't even begin to to fathom how they juggle both those things in one product. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, like, it's, I think we we always, we we all compare it Mm. as we have been through this entire podcast to Mm. um, Insomniac Spider-Man, which I think we kind of forget how much of a potential anomaly that might have been Mm. because that was so good straight out the gate, yet so many superhero games have floundered and struggled beforehand. Like, Although Insomniac's work shouldn't be like undermined or something, that was just, if in my eyes, that's kind of a one-off. That mm-hmm. never happens. Like it's happened potentially once before with Arkham Asylum, where mm-hmm. the definitive version of that, or the video game definitive version of that character has just come out swinging. Pun absolutely hey. intended. So the Avengers might ha- might come out and sort of like struggle a little bit, but there is space there to sort of grow into something else. The logistics behind a Marvel Gamerverse keep me up at night all the time, Yuna. <laughs> I'm pleased you constantly get me to do news on it because yeah. I love figuring out the logistics of this. Like you said, Sony owns Spider-Man, and there is a weird business relationship there that you could be giving one platform holder sort of like free advertising. Yeah, and it's but, really, yeah. They've got the not to interrupt or anything. No, go. The, the way the comics have set up at the moment, we. Have had a Spider-Man tie-in that released uh, last year, and then we had a another Spider-Man Gamerverse comic, which acted almost like a prequel to the Velocity suit that appears in the DLC. Yeah. Um, but they've they, so far they've strayed away from doing any sort of this is the Gamerverse, this is Spider-Man interacting with Captain America, and the only reason why I think they could be holding off on that is because they are so stringent. These like companies these days, whether it's Lucasfilm Story Group or Marvel, they are so stringent with how continuity is, and the only reason why I think they haven't gone all in on that yet is because there is some connection here and they want to make sure that they have all the threads figured out that is again to me all the clues seem to be pointing towards there being a thing I know people Definitely. have pointed towards there being an artistic discrepancy between Taskmaster in the Avengers and how he looks in Spider-Man but this happens all the time in comics you know you see someone appear to be slightly more you know muscly in one comic and then yeah. less muscly in one he's got a different suit that's that's just how comics are there's always going to be that kind of artistic license and if they manage to make that conducive to what they're doing more power to them exactly all I'm saying is that uh, Thanos at the end of the Avengers post credit scene yes. looks nothing like Josh Brolin in Infinity War and that's fine yeah. because you know like you learn from like, sort of like these designs that you make up and then <laughs> later on properly establish and make definitive which is cool mm. I am interested in how they will approach it not only because of the sort of business realities of giving these different franchises to not only different publishers but different developers and how different they can actually make them I want to see sort of the Gameverse diversify a little mm. bit I like that 
that we've got the single-player, story-driven Spider-Man open world. I like that we're going to get games as service, as scary as that might be, Avengers. Mm. I want to see them properly go all in on, like, different subgenres, yes, and kind yes. of the way the MCU has with, like, different tones. Like, you've got heist movies, you've got war movies, you've got a bunch of different things, and it's not getting the same thing every time, and you're tailoring these experiences to the sort of pros of the superheroes themselves mm. which is cool yeah i again i completely agree i would love to see them just go more on all these different genres like i know people mentioned when they played spider-man that how much sense would it have made to have done like a daredevil dlc yes. or a luke cage dlc just in that new york world and even then you could kind of just just zoom in on different parts of that new york map and do your own thing with it i'm trying to think of like which characters now would lend themselves to different genres that might be a list for a well, future time this is going to be my next oh, question oh there we which, go which characters would you like to see next year uh daredevil because he's my favorite Absolutely. Marvel character I think there, there is so much scope for almost like you could marry Phoenix Wright with like a third person action game you know you and then the, the evidence you collect as Daredevil then works into your case in the courtroom yep. I think that's just such a no brainer and you could have Daredevil defending different Marvel heroes further down the line I'd love to see a Wolverine game that is almost historical in nature like mm. almost like the intro to I know Origins Wolverine is Origins Wolverine. But the intro. But the intro is amazing. So if you could have something like that, you know, you have like a, almost like a biographical like superhero story that goes from their beginnings all the way and then the game could literally end with him um, in the modern day. But I'd love to have like a World War II Wolverine Captain America team up mission yeah. or something along those lines. Maybe, maybe you meet the invaders or whatever. And then also, you know, the X-Men kind of go without saying I think if we can get another X-Men game that is even vaguely as ambitious as the Avengers Please. that would be incredible maybe the sequel will be Avengers versus X-Men even though I don't want to see them fight I want to see them team up because yeah. that's what superheroes are about they shouldn't be fighting each other all the time sorry Marvel um, but like you know if we if we got to see the X-Men and the Avengers team up in the next one that'd be really cool as well I don't know I fully agree I like what you said about sort of like uh, focusing on Daredevil as a lawyer as well mm. I think what Insomniac's game did really well and what this new one hopefully mm. will do really well is sort of focusing on like the heroes outside of the suits or at least the sort of personal drama yes. that comes with it. I liked playing as Peter Parker for the first time ever. Even though you could do <laughs> yes. it in crap games like The Amazing Spider-Man 2, they yeah. actually pulled it off in an interesting way, even though you know the gameplay was pretty basic. You were invested in his plight. The Miles Morales levels earlier yes. on are all so good in fleshing out that character. And it was for the first time you got a sense of who these people are, both behind the mask and when they're mm. swinging around, and punching people with mechanical arms. Yes. Also, maybe we could get like a Max Payne-style Punisher game. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Scott's the one for that. I just I've got all oh these ideas, man. Just give them. Just, let, <laughs> just give them all to me. <laughs> well, we we're, they're giving them out to talented publishers and talented developers. You and I can think of nobody but you who is better suited to creating all of these titles. You know what? Now you mentioned it. I absolutely want that Punisher game because the yeah. original on uh, I think it was original Xbox. Xbox yeah, yeah. Was. I try to get that thing into every single list I can yep. and try to just talk about it because it's awesome and so violent and so good. It's worth a bomb now as well because you can't find it yep. anywhere. So yep. there we go. It's absolutely great. Mm. I want to talk about briefly, just before we wrap up, how you think people and other developers are actually going to respond to what Square Enix are doing with the Avengers because WB as a publisher have been going down a sort of monetization route and a microtransaction route recently with all of their games, Mortal Kombat, Batman, mm. Injustice, everything uh, Shadow of Mordor yeah. in a kind of a way that is uh, worrying and this might bolster them to sort of want to do that with Batman which I'm scared about yeah this, this is the really interesting thing because every time I bring up Batman Arkham on this on this channel it's always a case of like Warner Brothers had this amazing you know it's even got its official designation it's the Arkham verse yes every single game 
seeded a universe. You know, we have the Justice League references in Arkham Asylum. Everything when every single entry in that franchise has, has alluded to a wider DC universe. And yet we're here in the year of our Lord 2019 <laughs> with uh, th- uh, four main Arkham titles, one uh, handheld spin-off and literally no knowledge of the outside universe. I think that's ridiculous. I think that that speaks more to Warner Brothers as a publisher. Yeah. And we know that Warner Brothers Montreal have tried endlessly to get different games off the ground. They're currently in, in working on another Batman game. But yeah, it's it's completely bonkers to me that we haven't seen the, you know, we talk about like gamifying different things. So we haven't seen a universifi- universifying, mm-hmm. you know, attitude taken to, to Batman when there is such an amazing scope for that universe to exist. I'm curious to see whether you could see that transferred to different things. Because, you know, we've talked about, like, all these different franchises trying to MCUify themselves. You have the Dark Universe, may it forever rest in peace. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, Warner Brothers, to me, is so confusing because it's just, like, you had all of this and then we've not had anything since 2015 and, you know, we know they're yeah. working on something, but it's a case of, like, how quickly Marvel have stolen the march. That's that's Despite, what I was going to touch on it. I mean, releasing one game. Yes, I know. Yeah. I mean, like we had like Arkham Asylum, we had Arkham City, we had Arkham Knight. I know people uh, mm. are a bit uh, conflicted on that mm. one, but those are all strong, confident games, and it feels like they were never really capitalized on by the publisher in a way that they should have been. Like they're all great, but like you said, we've, it's been four years since Arkham Knight. What the hell is going on with WB Montreal? They had so many games kicked back, and it's kind of weird to see them now playing catch-up in a way. I'm yeah. sure they're going to create whatever they create next, whatever Rocksteady and WB Montreal create next. I'm sure it's going to be you know, good and interesting and ambitious, but it's weird to see that in such a short amount of time, yeah. Marvel kind of come in and be like, well, this is the new standard now. You're not the only superhero game in town. We're actually going all in on it. And I think that competition can only lead to good things, mm. but I worry about where how the how they're essentially going to change in the future because like we said spider-man was an anomaly in a way it was published by sony and they're one of the few publishers like microsoft who get to indulge in proper big story-driven games i don't think wb is really interested in that no. anymore or at least not without any monetization um elements tacked on or dlc tacked on which is frustrating but at the same time i think competition is only good yeah and also like it, let's not kid ourselves like Warner brothers montreal the, the arkham series has so much potential for them to to monetize different aspects if they wanted to yeah the multiplayer mode that i mentioned from arkham origins was criminally overlooked and criminally undersupported as well they almost had like a battlefront scenario there where you could have added more villains and heroes to the yeah. setup and they never did and i know that was developed by splash damage the multiplayer component but it's still a fair point to make and then also again we, th- this is what the thing Avengers Marvel's Avengers will be the first major co-op superhero game on this generation or the last generation and you know, Batman has the most iconic partnership in comics, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Why haven't you made a Batman and Robin game? Why didn't that, yeah. right, what, it always baffles me how that wasn't implemented in Night because in Night, you had all the of these... The dual play. Yeah, the yeah. dual play could have been, yeah. it was so underused even in the single play and I don't know why it wasn't opened up to co-op. Maybe they was worried that it might steal the thunder or it might have just been like, mm. not a bit jarring to what we were used to but I feel like Rocksteady did such a good job of introducing more than Batman to this world. You had Catwoman as a playable character. Mm. You could buy Nightwing and Robin and yeah. all these other people. Yet they didn't sort of mesh them into like the actual main gameplay. They were they were reserved for side content or challenge boards, yeah. which was like fun, but. There is so much unused potential. And I wonder if this is a fallout of the cinematic equation as well, because Marvel would have never entertained the prospect of an Avengers game 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, it's only with the MCU that I feel as though they have the confidence to explore these characters. With DC, they're in a slightly trickier position because even though, you know, Superman and uh, the Justice League are revered icons in pop culture, they don't have, they are not as omnipresent as, yes. you know, the Avengers are. They're not as big. And I wonder if maybe, even though. 
DC has the likes of Green Lantern, which they can make an amazing game from Green Lantern. They have all these different characters that they could use, but I do think that maybe Warner Brothers are slightly obsessed with, well, Batman makes money. Yep. Superman, we know, will make money, but even we'll ignore how difficult it is to get him right in a video game for a second, but make him anyway. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's so peculiar to me that they have so much potential but because maybe potentially i don't know i'm not in the i don't i don't know but you know the way that the cinematic thing has worked out over the past decade maybe that's why they've they've been kind of reticent to actually you know pursue arkham the arkham verse as you know aggressively as marvel have with their own stuff i think you're probably right yeah like even in dc's movie slate you tried that you watch them try to cram superman and batman movies like into everything and just focus on those characters at the detriment to other like uh, big heroes mm-hmm. like they announced a bunch of stuff yeah. but never got around to actually making them which i think is sort of you know how kind of a testament to how narrow-minded these publishers can be it's sometimes like when they see batman sells so we'll focus on batman to mm. the detriment of everything else even though we built this lovely universe but that's a that's a topic for a different podcast mm. what do you guys think down in the comments below are you looking forward to the avengers or are you a little bit worried about what superhero games are turning into either way i have not been your host scott tilford but he will be back <laughs> in a few weeks and we will still have lovely podcasts for you three times a week either way though while you're down there could you give us a like share subscribe and head over to what culture for more lists of news like this every single day. Even if you don't, though, I've been Josh, he's been you, and thank you for watching, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Batman. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to summer ready skin is here. Osea's number one best selling Andaria algae body oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com.